Bionicle Adventures Number Two Trial by Fire Chapter Three We're lost wandering, said Orkum. The Lamatoran looked fearfully around at the unfamiliar sights of Ga Metru. We're never going to find that great disc. Visola gave him a hard look. We're not lost, the Gamatoran snapped. Just a little turned around. You said you knew where we were groundwalking. I do, Visola insisted. It's around here somewhere. Enough, Nokama, Toa Metru of Water said sternly. Arguing won't get us to the great disc any faster. It might even make things worse, Visola, she added, pointing down the avenue. The Gamatoran turned to look. Then she gasped and took a step backwards. Standing beside one of the canals up ahead were three other Gamatoran, all of them watching the approaching group with suspicion. One of them whispered to the another, who then ran off toward the great temple. Matau, Toa Metru of Air, watched the Gamatoran disappear and said, So? They are curious watching. What's the worry? Nokama dropped her voice to a whisper. It's more than that. Those Matoran have been claimed by the Bordak. The Gametru Vaki squad? One touch of the Bordak staff, and a Matoran becomes so dedicated to order that he will turn in his best friend to preserve it. Spies, Matau replied. Then I have a thought plan. If it works, then we will meet at the spillway quick soon. Understand? Yes, but what? Ha! What do you know about great discs? Matau boomed loud enough for the whole street to hear. I will track find the disc before you three can even check one protodam. Then the Toavair swung up into a chute and was gone. The two Matoran down the road seemed to think about it for a moment, then they dashed off in the direction Matau had gone. Once Nokama was sure they were well away, she started running, dragging Visala and Orkum behind her. Hey, stop it! Visala cried. They will not be able to find him, and once they realize that, they will come back here. We must be elsewhere. The Toa Metro of Water led them on a winding path through alleys, behind schools, over walls, and finally to the site of one of Ga Metru's mini dams. Here, tides of protodermis were held back so as not to overflow the Metru's canal system. Nokama scanned the area, but saw no sign of any Vaki or watchful Matoran. But she did see Matau standing in the middle of the spillway, arms folded over his chest, smiling. What took you so long? he laughed. You stay here, Nokama said to Visula and Orkum. Keep an eye out for Bordak. Before either could argue, she ran, jumped, flipped in midair, and landed beside Matau. They were standing in a wide stone channel, through which liquid protodermis flowed into the canals as needed. Right now, it was bone dry and would stay that way as long as the main valve was closed. You lost them? she asked. No one catches a Toa hero, Matau answered, leaning in close. Unless, of course, he wants to be caught. Provided anyone wants to catch him. Nokama replied. If we let a little protodermis out, we can swim through some of the lesser canals right to the great temple. Visala says we will find the disc there. Swim? 
Matau said with obvious disgust. A toa of air doesn't swim. He high flies. If he wants to get spotted by the Vaki, he does, yes. Turn the valve just a little and get some protodermis running through here. I will get the Matoran. Shrugging, Matau walked over to the large wheel that controlled the valve. Then he stopped. No, Kama, this is already wide open. He grabbed the wheel and tried to turn it, but it would not move. And locked! What? Nokama shouted, rushing toward him. She could already hear a roar of a protodermis wave heading for the spillway. Matau, get out of here! Get! Then the wave smashed into the toa of water, sending her tumbling end over end. An instant later, Matau too was swept up in the flood. Not having Nokama's experience as a swimmer, he had not thought to grab a breath. Now he floundered, head hand to his throat as the liquid protodermis filled his mouth and lungs. Nokama extended her hydro blades in front of her and knifed through the protodermis. She slammed into Matau, her momentum carrying them both up toward the lip of the spillway. Then they were out of the liquid, landing hard on the stone ledge. She rolled the toe of air over. Matau! Matau! she cried. Matau choked and gasped. Then his eyes snapped open and he looked at Nokama, a smile spreading across his face. I knew you cared. Nokama, Matau, Visala, and Orkum walked hurriedly toward the great temple. There was no way to reach it without being seen, but they did their best to stay inconspicuous. For two Toametru, it wasn't easy. Matoran looked at them with wonder and awe, sometimes even fear, but none seemed hostile. Ingametru, go beyond the depths of any Toa before, said Nokama. That's what the carving said. And what does that scratch writing mean? asked Matau. In the sea, below the great temple, answered Visala, far below. Oh, happy cheer, said Matau, not sounding happy at all. They circled around behind the great temple. Only a narrow stone walkway separated the building from the sea. Nokama had already announced that she was going down alone to retrieve the disc. You and Orkum are not swimmers, she told Matau. But if something goes wrong, if I don't return, you will need Visala to show you the way out. So she stays here. Matau was going to argue that Toa heroes should work together, but the memory of almost drowning in Protodermis was enough to keep him quiet. Go quick fast then, Toa, Nokama. We will be waiting. Nokama nodded, then dove into the turbulent sea of Protodermis and vanished beneath the waves. Toa and Matoran stared after her, wondering what she might be encountering far below. So caught up were they that they never heard the approach of others until it was too late. Matau glanced to the left and saw to his surprise three Bordach, staffs at the ready, closing in. Three more moved toward them from the right, leaving their only escape, the cold sea. I hate Gametru, he muttered. Nokama was unaware of what was going on up above. She had reached the very foundation of the great temple and spotted her prize. Wedged between two jagged outcroppings up ahead 
was a great disc. The sight gave her renewed energy. She dove deeper and used all her new Toa strength to pry the disc loose. She checked the three-digit code and confirmed that, yes, this disc had been made in Gametru and had a power level of nine. Only great discs possessed so much raw energy. Smiling, she tucked it under her arm and started for the surface. She never noticed that those two jagged outcroppings had been massive teeth, or that their owner objected to her intrusion. She kicked her legs and swam, even as a pair of massive jaws prepared to snap shut upon her.